Hey everyone, and welcome to Drinks and Dice. We're a small group of friends and family who have been playing Dungeons and Dragons together via Zoom for a few years, and have recently decided to start recording and broadcasting our play sessions. The intent behind the broadcast are to help our players remember what happened and catch up on content they might have missed, as well as provide entertainment for all of our children. If you're not one of the members of Drinks and Dice or their children, then you're still welcome, and I hope you enjoy listening along with our adventures. I should note a small disclaimer. Audio issues continue to plague our group, and we're working to get better and better each week. So if you're enjoying the story, hang in there. Audio quality will improve over time. With all that said, let's jump right into this week's adventure on Drinks and Dice. Alright guys, recording. Um, welcome back. Quick recap of last week. You spent the session exploring this level of the temple. Uh, you spent a good amount of time exploring the different possibilities and the different um, rooms and the different puzzles in each room. Um, at some point, uh, after break, I believe, Saxon made uh, a key connection uh, with the wall rubbings that you made the previous week. Uh, and you were able to quickly solve the jar puzzle. You solved it, and then you turn. Then you found the magical triggers in the floor, and all the things that were additional hints. But um, you were able to solve that puzzle quickly and easily using that rubbing that you found. Um, with the lights still out throughout the rest of this floor, uh, you continued to explore, and you found another room of spinning blades of death, um, which you were able to. Luth was able to avoid strategically using shadow form. Um, working on breaking those down when all of a sudden the lights came on because Glowin and Nethafei had discovered a Indiana Jones type magic boulder uh, that they triggered that rolled in and activated some form of strange power grid uh, that was lighting up the floors of the temple now. So there's trenches that run throughout the temple that are glowing in a blue cobalt light Dolomite must love because it's kind of his color. Um, and it's, it's just producing this weird glowing energy that it's producing enough light to, to really light up the walls and the, and the hallways here. Um, that energy, once released, also lifted up a shrine, uh, the shrine that held a bunch of weapons. Uh, it was inscribed with a warning uh, to choose wisely. Zethafe walked to the altar and grabbed the flail off of the altar and was immediately attuned to this magic item uh, as, it, as it made itself aware and she was coursed uh, through her body the, the energy from this magical weapon in her hand. Um, Luth then decided to try his hand and picked up an axe off the table. Uh, the axe turned to dust immediately and Luth aged 60 years. And so now uh, Luth stands before you um, his hair is grown out, his skin is stretched a bit and wrinkled. It's, his body seems a little more frail than it was prior to grabbing that axe, and he stands before you shocked, and that's where we'll pick up tonight's session. And there's Christmas music because it's Christmas. And that was what was requested. Nice. You're going to put a Luth's token through the HFI app? <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to you guys. 
Luth, my good, my good sir, are you, are, you must not be feeling well. Are you, are you okay? I think I have my full ca capabilities and capacity. Just ache a little bit more and uh, I'm probably not going to be able to move quite as quickly as I was. But I don't think I've, I've lost anything. <coughs> but only time will tell. Send him a tanky, that man. <laughs> so far, everything we've encountered in this dungeon has been a puzzle that has a solution. Do you think this could have a solution? Or is this the punishment for getting a puzzle wrong? I certainly hope that this is not a permanent thing. What if you went up and tried the well? Is that worth our time? Yes, yes the well. That seemed quite restorative. That's a good idea. Lesser, lesser restoration was not restorative. But yeah, maybe. Well, let's, let's check that last room first. I think there was a doorway. So it might yeah. actually take us up and down. I think it's the same channel that we were trying to use on up above. Yes, we have the key now, I do believe. Maybe try the key at, at that entrance or, or possibly back up above. So DM, would I, with detect magic, I would know the school of magic. Would I know that there was a, a magical curse on these items by using that ritual? Curses are and not no. curses are not discovered even by the identify spell. Okay, so it'd be well hidden. Speaking of the key, does someone else want to to try it in some spaces? I I feel like I've got some hands full with all of these items. Yeah, I I think I forgot to say, I I have one of these statues as well. I found it in the the back room there. Oh, well, good. Yes, now, that's interesting, though. The first statue released... Didn't it release the table for the sale, or was that the blue energy? I, I've, my mind is, is distracted right now. I can't recall. I actually can't remember if it was the statue or the blue energy. I don't know. I don't know that Luke knows this, but it was the blue energy. Yeah, After you took the statue, you did walk by the the temple, and it had not changed. Because oh, right, you took right, right. you took the statue to the 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 table that you knew was in the floor, uh, and it didn't. You couldn't pull it up. It's not until the blue energy released. Okay. Yeah, so, so if the first statue didn't help us with anything, I wonder what having multiple of them will that not help us even more, or how will that work? I'm not sure. Maybe we'll find a, a, a use for them. Yes, I believe there's slots in other floors we'll be able to put these in, or maybe even some kind of puzzle on other floors. We probably just need to collect them and hold on to them to put the time is right. 
unless you see any kind of spots up north, Luth, you were exploring. Did you see anything that would resemble these statues or something that we could place them on? I I don't recall seeing anything in the back room. However, I I know there was another room back there that I, I did not get a chance to look into. Oh really? Oh, perhaps well, we can see it just to be thorough. Uh, someone just mentioned to be Theo, uh, did what? Oh, I'm sarcophagus? Sorry. Are we just ignoring that? Was this back corner explored thoroughly? There's something inside that is protected, and I don't know if any of us want to face that at this current time, unless you are feeling a little adventurous. Always. I'm always up for a tuft with the necromatic proportions. Necromancy is the worst kind of evil and it should definitely be abolished off the face of the earth. I'm with you, but I believe we need to convince the rest of us. Out of game, what is necromancy? Death. Dead magic. It's like Un bringing dead, un yeah, dead to life. Ah. Okay. Zombies. Not natural. Exactly. Remember in The Hobbit, the necromancer? Got it. Well, what should be our priority right now? Do we want to see if we can get Luth healed before we explore far further? Or do we want to finish up this, this floor with these, the final room that we haven't seen? I don't see Luth's current handicap preventing us from finishing up this exploration yeah. and then maybe running upstairs although that means another does that mean a long rest upstairs in the fountain like 10 minutes or something is it it was 10 minutes before when you when you achieved your long rest. i think that we also have not seen any way to get down onto the other levels from here so unless this room yields that, I think our only option is to go up. I I think I'm okay to at least check out that back room. I think there might be more to <coughs> to find. Yes, you seem you seem quite excited over there when I was speaking with you previously. So I I, I do think we should explore it to the fullest. We, we have this situation with the axes, though. We have not been able to make good headway except on the one. There remain the two uh, that are, are quite dangerous. Perhaps we uh, can look back and see if there's some way to deactivate them. Salise and I got one almost almost done. Destroyed. Yeah, you, Destroyed. Did, you did some damage to it, but not enough to take it off. One was... Off. I thought we did take it off. One I succeeded yeah. at, and one we were working on, but then we stopped because we kept failing. There's three blades. You destroyed one. You were halfway through the second when you saw. Yeah. Yep. Yes, we were over here looking. It was not well lit, and and we were very distracted. Maybe we, all of us coming over, we could we could take a better look, and and possibly solve it, or or maybe just you know brute force these things or something. Certainly, in this dungeon of puzzles. My brute force attempts were not the wisest choice. I'm sure we can figure something better out. 
Well, we have this other huge axe that came off. I, I was thinking we could put that in the path of one of the moving ones and maybe destroy one in the process. Let's, let's, let's go take a look. Okay. You head back up there. Who's leading your way up into the axe? Swooping axes. Booth, do you want to use your your um, double or what do you call it? An echo? To maybe do the actual attacking so that in case you slip up or mistake, you can always bring him back. Yeah, I can I can do that. Is he as, as spry as you are? <laughs> I was using my thorn whip too to try to help hold the axis. So Luth casts his echo, or calls his echo, and I'll, uh, I'll start attacking. Does anybody want to look around and, and maybe see if there's a mechanism? Or maybe try the, the key or the, the flail around on the stone here? Do we think if glowing attempted to use her thorn whip and then your echo and so she was pulling it toward the group and then your echo was bashing it toward the group do you think that would give us an advantage in trying to like put in two forces in the same direction is that worth a try see anything's worth Bye. a try at this point my echo can't do that because he would be standing in between the two and would get hit by one. In which case he would disappear. Granted, oh. I guess I could cast them endlessly. We could do that on the last one. We could do Were that these two pots one. here thoroughly explored? Yes, I poked around in the one on the left and I did not find anything. But I actually don't know that we looked at the one down, down to oh. the bottom oh. there. All the pots that are currently on your map have been explored. The only one that contained anything was there was a key in one of them. And it was the pot that was marked on the rubber. Mm, Saxon, you threw one of them at the blade and it was a macer macerated. Yeah, yes, there was Lucy. He put it in play oh, Luke, uh, right yes. in front of the path and it just was crushed to smithereens as he almost nearly was. So do not go past this point right here because this is where he was when they first started up. So, shall we look is, right here on the the right hand wall? Maybe I'll look on the this, right hand wall. Is this circle over here anything on the map? No, it was just another. Uh, they were all vases. Okay, I want to look around for a mechanism. I'll kind of glance around here, but then also I want to go down here through this doorway and see if there was something behind where that sphere was. Mm -hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll a uh, investigation check as you're kind of feeling around for and looking around for some more mechanisms. Do you want me to do that too? No, I'm trying sure. to look yep. up. Okay. Um, is investigation? Mm-hmm. 18. 18 as well. Okay. Nice. Just feel around um, and look around and then flow when you head south and explore a little bit down there. Um, you find nothing 
mechanical that looks like it would control these swinging blades in this area. It seemed to be something of the proximity. As soon as you got to a certain spot, wasn't that right, Luth? That, that's when they began. Maybe it's not that's, a switch. Maybe it's a sense. That's a good point. Maybe we should have Zethafe come up to the blades and see what happens. Sure. Can walk over to them. Can hold the flail aloft. As you walk forward, the blades pass through you harmlessly, but they continue to swing. Well, that's terrifying. Spirit you walked right through there? Good heavens, that was unnatural. Perhaps that's now that we have the flail, we can pass through other barriers un- unharmed and unimpeded as well. Luth uh, commands his echo to step through with Zephyr. Your echo is decimated. <laughs> you hear a <laughs> as the blade oh. passes cleanly through Zethafei as if she wasn't even there and oh. annihilates your echo Does he may have like... words with you about that when you see him again <laughs> I recall my echo and I start attacking <laughs> did you say you start apologizing? attacking Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm assuming Zethafei is on the other side of this hallway now. Passing no, I'm just standing in the middle of the hallway with these standing blades the passing through me. What Does it look like when it the tickles. blades pass through me, does it look like I become more insubstantial or they become more insubstantial? Make a perception check. Okay. 18. What is it? 18? Yeah. Uh, you feel a warm glow in your pocket every time the blade passes through you. When you reach in your pocket, you pull out the key. Uh, and every time the blade passes through you, the key glows slightly. Not not enough to produce any light, but just kind of gets warm and, and responds. You feel like the magic that um, is preventing you from being harmed by these blades is coming from that key. So I'll walk back to the group and and explain what I found. Did, did someone else? It seems like a lot of trouble to go through to try to get these swinging blades to stop if there's really just a closet or something on the other side. Does someone else want to take the key and try to explore that place and tell us if there's anything of interest? You could use Luth's echo to bring us all across. Just the one by one. He could bring it back to us the key that is I can can we um, throw it well, he could trade places with his echo holding yeah, the I key can, right? I can just bamf it back and forth um Luth would remind you that there's a hidden door back there which would indicate that there's something substantial that people do not want found it's not just a closet there's this room yeah. that explored and then there's this door that he spent some time in it certainly seems if they crafted these blades to prevent passage back here, there must be something worth exploring. So do we want to try passing it back and forth? 
Let's explore it all. Yes, I, and if you have to fight someone, you don't want to be alone. I am happy to pass it back and forth, but I will be the last person attempting to step through. Just, just I'll, I'll stay with you here to make sure you're, you're able to maintain your strength. I'll volunteer and use my trunk to, as a test. You take the heat get, get your trunk amputated. <laughs> Better add to my arms and legs, I guess. What, what about the tail, though? You use the trunk so much. Maybe. Yeah, technically, your trunk is an arm. It is. <laughs> and a snorkel. <laughs> I could use my tail. Good point. Maybe my umbrella. Um, Seth, if I, did any of your effects get affected by passing through this? Everything on me looks still intact, right? Like Correct. clothes yep. and everything, yep. the hair. No, I don't think so. Everything Could I try with this? And touching is immune. It, it seems to be immune. To that. Could I have the key and try my umbrella? Yes. Here you go. I proceed with umbrella in front, like I'm poking out. So Dolomite takes the key, holds his umbrella in front of him, and as he gets to the first axe. Whoosh, the axe passes cleanly through the umbrella with no, uh, ah, no contact. It's as if it's as if the umbrella was not there. It worked. Good. Let me try. Let me try. So, shall we make our way across with Luth teleporting Bams. back and forth? Bamps across, takes the key, and returns. All right. So to expedite this process, um, you nightcrawler back and forth. Bamping between the blades with the gem. Go ahead. Luth never uses the key. He bamps across. Okay. Okay. Uh, so going back and forth, you get uh, everyone across past the blades, and you are now all in this back room here. And again, uh, it's been a week since we, since we discussed what's in this room, so I'll go ahead and read you some descriptions here. The room you find yourself in Um, has two uh, braziers in the center of the room here. These two circles are, are basically braziers. Uh, think Legend of Zelda, big torch things. Uh, they were not lit previously, but once the power grid turned on, they are now emitting a very, very, very small, low blue flame. Uh, these other circles in the room are pillars. They're about a foot in diameter, and they are holding the ceiling aloft. And then on the left-hand side of the room, uh, it was already discovered by Luth, is this, it looks to be some form of secret passageway or doorway that is sealed. And that's what you see in this room. Luth, how are you feeling? Would you care to rest or are you ready to carry on? I know you've faced many years of age. I do want to match your pace, for you are part of our party. You're on mute. I said Luke punches Dolomite. Oh. I may be old, but I'm still spry. Understood, and, uh, sir. And roll the attack. <laughs> <laughs> I pop my umbrella out. <laughs> we'll see what his strength modifier is now. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't clear out my dice tray, and it bumped off another dice, but it rolled to a two. <laughs> you, you, go to, <laughs> you go to hit, and you glance off of him just a bit. He moves just out of your way. You don't quite get to punch him. <laughs> That's two out of three. What's <laughs> <laughs> uncalled for, Luce? Was you're calling me old. I understand, but you know, a gentleman must know and his party and take care of his own. I merely was not trying to slant you or limit you in the least. I will let you know if I need any accommodation. So I'd like to wander over and can I inspect the braziers? You can. Yep. Make an, let me get an investigation check. Ugh, that's a two. They we'll use like, Luth's dice. They look like torches. Uh, the flames seem oddly appealing since they're blue. They're not regularly fire, but you don't notice much else about them. Room, then. Was there anything in here, Luth? I did not go in this room. I went in the other, and it had this, this statue and these clothes. On a table and nothing else. Clothes, you say? Yes, some, some really nice cloths. Garments look like ceremonial garb. Yeah, the, the, the vestments had like golden scales and stuff sewn into them. Um, they were very nice. Are those familiar to you, Zephyr? They're not. Yeah. I stick my torch in this in the um, bowls of fire. Does it turn my torch light blue? One second, I'm sorry. In addition, uh, at the vestments, when you ask if they're familiar to you, um, the, the part of the vestments is the is a, is a hood, a helmet-looking hood thing that is familiar to you, Zephyr. You have one of those, and you, you wear it regularly. My serpent headdress. My serpent headdress. Yeah. Yep. Oh yes, I have this. I have I have this piece, but not the others. It's part of our ceremonial. I don't I don't wear it all the time, but when I'm going about my priestess duties. Does it have any magical effect on you? Although I guess you are a, a rarity in your tribe. Uh, it, it does. Um, yes, it helps protect me in some ways from poison. And um, protects me from snakes to some extent. I do want that. That sounds amazing. And I can talk to the snakes. But it does make you more sibilant in your speech. So think that through before you commit. It lasts all your life. You can't get rid of it. Once you put it on? Oh. Yeah, once you put it on the first time, you... you're stuck with that accent. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. 
My character definitely would love to not have snakes in his life again, but I don't know if I wouldn't talk like that the rest of my life. <laughs> it's not all snakes. Ordinary snakes and snakes with a challenge rating of one quarter or lower are, are, are indifferent towards me and won't attack me unless I attack them. I don't know why I would attack a snake. They're my friends. They do my bidding. So I pick it up, look at it. Although this is fascinating, I just don't think this would jive with my style. Put it down. It's not for everyone. I think. Are we still talking about the garment? Yes. Yeah. The Indra. garments. Yeah. The garments also had a hood. Um, Marybeth did not. Or Seth Bay did not recognize the rest of the garments, but the hood looked exactly like the one that she had. Okay. Let's how about this other room then? If there's nothing further on the garments. Yes, let's look. Does my torch turn blue? Uh, so when you stick your torch into the brazier, it's not turn. No. Uh, it has actually no effect. The flames of the torch appear to do nothing to your torch. Okay. Who has the key right now? Luth? A good point of order. Uh, the last person who entered, I don't know. Tell me who has the key. So Luth. No, it would have been the last person that entered because Luth oh. would have bamped the cross before they took it, yeah. We'll say Zethepe then, if you don't mind. Well, she was the first. Why don't you say Salise? Well, I gave it to people to experiment with, so. Oh, okay. All right. But, yeah. Well, that's fine. Okay, so Lisa has the key. Did you take the? Did anyone take the headdress off of that table or with the vestments? The headdress or the vestments? Any of those things? I touched it, but I didn't. Where was the table? It. I took it all originally. You so did take I it all. Pull, yeah, I would pull it out. Okay, them. you did. Okay, so you have you have the vestments and the headdress oh, okay. still. It was on yes. this table. <clears throat> I thought there was something about a little idol. It was an idol. Yeah, he showed yep. that to us as well. And we had an idol. Yep, you have, have two identical. Now. You have two identical idols. Yeah, we found one in the cubby right here. But we didn't think they were supposed to go there on the table together. No idea. I think we found them separately, so I'm not sure yeah. we even had the opportunity until now. Only Luth knows much about it. Can we try to put them on the table? I think I have the other one. I can place it. You have both, actually. He gave he gave the other one. No, I'm sorry. No, Luth still has no. it. While they're doing that, I'm definitely looking in this first room. Great. I follow. You open the door to that room, and immediately. A D20. Carpet. A carpet on the floor. Um, in the corner, there's a carpet. Uh, in the back, there's another one of those urn. Um, clay pot things with the lid on it. Uh, the room's old and dusty. Looks rarely used. This 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 flooring is just—it's so accommodating. There's a very plush room here. The whole room's not carpeted. It's a—it's a ten by like a like a 
10 by 5 carpet area. Like, it's like, it's like a rug, a purpose rug, like an area rug. Apologies. Oh, it's like an area rug? It's like back oh. here in this... Back in this corner, it's like a rug. I roll there it up. You roll up the rug? Can I, yeah. Uh... Certainly try. They fly? Flop. <laughs> <laughs> While he's rolling up the rug, I'll go poke around in the pot with my cane. Investigation check for the pot. Sixteen. Uh, you find dust and potpourri. And then <laughs> dexterity saving throw for the carpet. I'm just kidding. The carpet rolls up. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's just a carpet. <laughs> I had flashbacks to the first campaign. <laughs> So I want to drag <laughs> this carpet and dip it into the fire, the blue fire. So as you what, what are you doing? That's a, that's a beautiful carpet. It's for science, Saxon. Don't, don't mind. I mean, these are, these are nice things, and, and they belong to Zethophane. And furthermore, we could take that home and sell it or use it. Ah, what a waste. I couldn't see you carrying such a thing like this out of the dungeon. Well, I don't have the greatest strength to that. We'd probably have to drag it, but you know, collectively, we could have taken it. So I the carpet's the very results... old, and as you begin to drag it, it does start to dethread in some areas. The carpet would not withstand you taking it out of the temple. Uh, it wouldn't make the journey home, if you will. Um, but it is, it is, it, it is slash was nice, but it is very old. Well, this is this is a mark of a, a most advanced civilization. You know, where else have we seen carpet on this this dirty patch of rock? I, I'm quite quite surprised. I mean, maybe um, it's just the carpet. Who knows? Maybe this room was cold. After I roll it up, do I see anything as far as trapdoors, openings, tables, crenellations on the floor? Uh, perception. So 19 with a 22. You see nothing else 21. in this room worth exploring. It seems to be a very, with that, with that swarm perception check, I'll tell you, it seems to be a very um, closed off room. Uh, the carpet seems to be placed in a way that it could be a, a prayer room or a room for a ritual of some kind, but it does not appear to be purpose for anything other than that. There's nothing else in this room. And do the flames affect the carpet? So you follow through? You do put the carpet into the fire? Yeah, I was ignoring Saxon the whole time. Carrying it over. As you ignore Saxon and carry the carpet to the flames and put it over the fire, it has no effect. The fire is... The flames like pass through it? See, Saxon? For science. Look at this. Wait. The flames clear, didn't affect the covered. rug? Correct. This fire is mystical. It's an illusion. Is it the fire, or is it the, just the carpet is of such quality that it will not burn? Well, it if did I'm not affect this, my torch. Go ahead. Go on. I'm going to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Uh, both the brazers are magical. Sure. Are? They are, yes. Not the carpet? Not the carpet. Not the idols. Conjuration. 
the idols would also, I guess. I guess, yes, sure. The idols would be magic. The key, definitely. The key. Yeah. You want to do that as a ritual, Lauren? Sorry? Did you want to do that as a ritual? I can't ritual cast. Oh. But I have it for 10 minutes. Uh, they're both abjuration. Saxon, you see my torch when I stuck it in there. It was unaffected. I would assume that it would adapt the blue flame. And then when we dragged this carpet in here, it again was unaffected. As though this fire is an illusion or some kind of magic. Uh, the door is also abjuration magic. That hidden door. Yes. Yes, I, I, I see. You know, you've made a discovery. I just fail to understand the relevance to our situation. We, we now have fire to which we cannot light our torch, which seems unhelpful. We have fire that we can't burn up this beautiful carpet. That seems, you know, reasonably fine. Did I don't understand what the purpose of this is. Is it just to light the room? I could already see perfectly fine. Um, what if it opens the doors or something? And wasn't the sarcophagus... Um totally metagaming here because I wasn't there but I assume you told us about it. Wasn't it Abjuration Magic too? Somebody cast Yes. I can't remember what we shared or whatever from last week. What if it's all linked? Um, that sphere and it lit up the in? whole level. I, I think it was everyone but you because you were still I didn't in the golf ball room. Yeah. yeah. I the suspect fire. the fire powers this whole complex. It's like turning the temple on. The fires? The braziers? The, well, not the braziers themselves, but the blue energy. Oh. I'm just saying, the blue energy lit up the whole place. Yes. What if way back over there in the other room, where there's a sarcophagus with abjuration magic, and there's braziers here and a door with abjuration magic, could things not be linked? That I'm sarcophagus be might door. be open if we go back you know it was shut when we were there and when the switch was on it could have opened just as if weapons appeared when we we flipped the switch i think you were back there when we did that no one has been back no i was here since the lights came on i was here and i got shocked Okay. And then I'll also tell you, since Dolomite put two things into the into the braziers, the the braziers produce light and a blue flame, but no heat. They are not hot. They do not seem to have any effect on anything that has touched them thus far. What kind of magic is the blue light on the ground? I assume it's magic too. Oh geez, um, so the school of science. <laughs> <laughs> um. Probably evocation. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with evocation. So, what are we intending here? To go through the door or to go back? I don't necessarily want to go through those axes again. Or are we doing something with the idols? I, I'm perplexed. While this discussion is going on, who has the key? Yeah, you do. I do. Okay. Luke approaches me and says, Salute, come here. Um, playing for him because he's with the baby. 
this is what he said he wanted. Um, he indicates to this piece of wall with the hash marks on it. And he says, bring the key here and see if it will... I noticed something when I was in here before. So we walk over to that wall. Um, and I guess try start to try the key near or... What do you try? That, what do you try with the key? Like w- waving it. And then I guess maybe I should do an investigation check to see if there's any marking or hole or mm-hmm. I don't remember the shape of the so key. So it's not a so. key. It's it's like a totem or an idol. Like it's like okay. a like a necklace that you would wear with a pendant. Um Five. and so it's not a physical key. You you, okay. you know that and Zeth the Fay would have yeah. that. So you walk over to the door, um, and as you approach you hold the key up and kinda of wave it in front of the door. Uh, and it has no effect on this door. Turn it. We see if there's any kind of like slots or. Uh, Luth uh, actually did a bunch of investigation about this door last week, um, and he okay. determined that there are, but they are much. This door is much tighter sealed than any of the other secret doors have been. Um, there's not really gaps to pry with knives or daggers. Like it's pretty. He, he rolled a pretty high check to discover the door, um, but it does not appear to be. Priable or breakable, I think he determined about. About getting pressure plates? A press, like holding it and pressing on the wall? Mm-hmm. Press on the wall while holding the key, and uh, the wall feels like a wall. Okay. Not so, Lise, what are you finding over there? We're attempting to use the key to open this, it appears to be a secret door that Luke had found when he first explored, but unfortunately we're not able to have the key take effect on it at all. I'm wondering perhaps the flail, could the flail be? I don't know. Um, During that, Luke would have also tried touching the wall because he knows he has the statue. Uh, Same effect as the key. Nothing happens when you touch the wall while holding the statue. Can I just close the loop on something before we move on to the door? Because I was confused. At one point, we talked about putting both statues on the altar. Did we try that, and did anything happen? Or was that no effect? On the altar with the weapons? Yeah, where where he had originally found one of the statues. That would be no, not the weapons. Like This here, altar yeah. here? Yeah. yeah okay, so the weapons has been tried. Nothing happened there. You have not done anything. On the altar. Where, where oh, we were doing. Second. I thought we were doing that while Saxon was looking at his little room. Okay. Well, then you do that. Nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Um, I, I can wave the flail in front of the door. See if anything happens. Okay. Uh, you wave the flail in front of the door, and nothing happens. What if we put uh, these statues in the braziers? It won't damage them from my sure. deductions. I'm not holding one, but yeah, let's try it. Chloe, did you share your magical information? Did you share about the room with all the pennies where you stole some loot? <laughs> oh! I, you don't know anything about that, so... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess you don't know anything about magical things. <laughs> Can I see her staring at the the flames and curiosity 
Yeah, I would tell. I would tell what I found. <laughs> Are we trying this? Luth already put his in one. The Luth, as you approach the alt, the brazier and you place your idol slowly into it, you notice that as you go to place it in the fire, there's a small pedestal in the very middle of the brazier at the very bottom that is the same shape as the bottom of the statue. You place the you place a statue in the brazier, and as you do, the flames rise up about three times the size that they were originally burning. Uh, they still produce no heat or no other energy other than light, uh, but the brazier is burning now higher. I put my axe. I put my axe into the brazier that I'm in front of. Nothing happened. Good try. Nothing happened to the door when that happened. There's, there's, there's one idol and one brazier. Oh, Nothing oh, oh. Happened. Yeah, who has the other one? I'm trying to put the other one in. Am I muted? <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> I'm trying. She does that. <laughs> Zethafei, out of frustration, yells, I'm trying! Nobody can hear me! <laughs> um, and places For some her reason, idol. I don't have arms that I can move on my own without the DM! <laughs> she places her idol into the brazier as well in the same. She finds a similar pedestal into her uh, brazier as she does. The flames begin to grow higher. As she places the second idol into the brazier, the door creaks and pulls back and lowers into the ground, revealing a hallway leading down with, with some stairs leading down building into that room. hey guys I, I know we found stairs but can we go back upstairs please we're going back through these axes I'm going through that sarcophagus room putting it out there no 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 I'm joking we can continue on Well, we have been talking about taking a short rest. I couldn't stop and get a bite to eat, I'm sure. Loose with the now the benefit of wisdom, but not necessarily vigor. You know me. May need some time to reflect. Indeed, I've been itching to look at these this longbow I have. Would anyone care to use it or does anyone have any interest or skill in archery i have never seen such a weapon before so out of, out of character real quick guys what we came in here after somebody right theo the other locks it on are we expecting or that you found a different key he had Biathe's key. He had, had Biathe's. What? I thought the flail was look, was what the key looked like. But we're saying this key was different. This totem thing. It was a totem around her neck. It's not a key. It was an RFID card. So yeah. We, <laughs> we we just expect that he's further down in at this yeah. point. Yeah, we haven't heard them at all, so he must be pretty deep in. Well, we had that whole fight with owner while he was already in there, so he's probably a couple hours ahead of us. We also took a rest for an hour to heal in that water. It wasn't an hour. Oh, we just it was less time. Yeah, that, but yeah, twenty you, minutes. You, you did take a, a long time to explore that first floor, though. So yeah, um, and then we fought a dragon. So he's probably four or five hours ahead of us. 
gotcha. Just want to be wise on time. That's all I'm thinking about. I think I think our kind of overriding thought is if we have all these magical items, but we can't actually use them for their purpose in combat, it's not a great advantage to our party. Sethave, why don't you try this bow out and see what you can make of it? It's quite a strong pool. How does it work? I don't think I've ever seen a bow and arrow before. Yes, I, I'm not skilled in these things, but I do understand. You you take these arrows. Uh, did it come with a quiver? Uh, yeah, we'll say there's a quiver of 20 arrows with it. 20. You take this quiver, and this is called a notch. You put it in the string, dock your arrow. You pull it back using your shoulder blades. Wait, are you proficient? Because if you're proficient, then you're not, I'm not. proficient. A bow and arrow is weapons. a martial weapon. Okay. I don't think anyone is in our group. We don't have any rangers. Well, we we'll do bring have Ellen your back from the dead. We <laughs> have a ranger stuck under a pillar. All right, true. This would have been great for a century. All those parts. I mean, he was so he'll be missed. <laughs> so, so are we proceeding or are we stopping to rest I'm fascinated by this we'll take a rest eh? this might be cheating yes, but part of me wonders whether there's any purpose in us resting here when we could rest I mean I guess we'd have to go through that rigmarole of getting back through the blades it's a shame we can't rest in the water <laughs> Yes, maybe we should rest in that. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe Luth, you know, or others. We definitely maybe. should. Yeah, the yeah, blades rigmarole will only take a minute or so. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When the door opens. Wow. Um, We're all dead. The blades stop. Two other... Um, two other things appear on the wall on the north side of this room. Um, there's two levers that appear here and here. Um, they are both uh, in the upturned position currently. One would notice this. Uh, absolutely, her passive perception would notice these things coming out of the wall, and most of you would notice them as well. It doesn't take much. I go put one down. Which one? You lower that lever down. Uh, it appears to have no effect on the swinging blades that you can still see from this room. What did you just do? I just put this lever down. Sure, why not? I'm gonna go put this one down. Put that one down and the blade stops stop uh, moving. You my dear are driven Sorry. to say the least. <laughs> oh, that's, that's go back good. to that sarcophagus. So can I ask what is the stairs that we everything we just discover in this little opening? It goes up or down? Those stairs go down. Down. Okay, sorry. Cool. 
you say we, if we are going back, we take the statues with us so this door is closed again. <clears throat> That's a good idea. Seems safe. It's a very good idea. Yes, definitely. No, I came up with it. That's a wise old man. <laughs> His wisdom modifier is out of control. <laughs> Life experience does that. His advantage on anecdotes and short stories. <laughs> and ear hair, I believe. We. <laughs> Very good in dark tunnels. You can sense his surroundings from his ear whiskers. <laughs> yes, so then back to the pool then. Yes, Glowen, I definitely think that we should look at that sar- sarcophagus room. Oh, oh, are we doing that? The, I'm sorry, I missed it. Did the blades go? I think my internet cut out for a second. They yeah, stopped. the blades the blade stopped. The blades stopped okay. when you flipped that lever. Let's make haste. Okay, so you head down here. And where are you going? What? No, not down. This you head down the hallway. You leave this room back by the blades. Yeah. And you're going to the sarcophagus room. Minding yeah. the gaps of electricity mm, as we go. Mind the gap. Mind the gap. Jackson's <laughs> <laughs> definitely towards the end of this. Okay. Uh, trail trained. All right. I'm with glowing. Reach the sarcophagus room. How does it look? The same. Does this other room look the same? You were here before. Dolomite. See. I look in the room. Looks the same. Lots of copper. I still have detect magic. I might still have detect magic going. Do you think? Ten minutes? Yep, probably. Uh, Sarcophagus is still glowing with the same. Should I grab a couple of those coins? Just in case. Put as much copper in your hand as you want and put it in your pocket within reason, considering weight. I I was just going to grab, yeah, like five. Yep. Easily done. Do I just put it in as five copper? Yep. What is consider um, weight? Like uh, if I grab two handfuls of copper, what would that equate to? Like 20 copper coins. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look around the sarcophagus and the walls of the room, try to find something. Does it look like I could just shove it open or there's some other... Or that, would Zethafe have any idea why there's money here? Like, is there any ceremonial donation or acquiring of funds? I had never even thought of the concept of money until you guys showed me some of yours. So, 50 copper coins weigh about a pound. 50 of any coins weigh about a pound. But, I mean, physical space, you know, they, they take up room too. So just... Uh, Within reason, you guys can take as much coinage as you want from this room, and you wouldn't be able to empty it. But it's, I mean, you're carrying pennies. 
So you're not going to get rich quick here by taking the money out of this room. Uh, the sarcophagus lid looks to just be a sarcophagus lid. Uh, it looks to be able to be push, move, pride, whatever you want to do to it. Um, it doesn't look like anything special about it. We should glow it. I am not strong. I am very curious and eager to destroy this evil, but I will be relying on somebody else to help me. I could help you. Booth? Well, never mind. Hey! (laughs) Apologies. Good. Are are we quite prepared to face whatever may come out of this? We have no idea what we may be up against. Jackson, we took out a dragon. Basically gods. Basically gods. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it comes full circle. (laughs) Luke takes his grappling hook and hooks it on on a side and then steps a little ways on the other side and gives a nice haul. As we push. As you push? I'm pushing from the other side. Make a strength check with advantage, yeah. Ooh, that was worth it. Uh, 21. The lid starts to move, budge, and then all of a sudden break loose and and sprawl off into the floor. Um, Inside sarcophagus lies a giant stone construct his eyes are black and lifeless. Ooh. Is that like the child in the... No. Does he remind us of the child? Didn't it have black eyes? He does not. This is a giant stone golem. Yeah. That like appears to be not... Um, oh. Not doing anything. Looks like the melted Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> yeah. This From is the token... I thought it was a shark. This is this is the token that I got, but it I couldn't find a better one, and I was rushed last week when I made this token. But it it looks more like a stone, um, like a stone golem uh, would look. Uh, this this is the stone golem token from this guy's website. It's really terrible. I like all the other icons, but this one's not good. But it looks and like a there stone. There seems to be no animation. It appears to have no animation at this point. Well, well, that was quite compelling. Let's let's maybe show we get up. <laughs> is there any way? To, is there any way to tell by looking at it what its function might be? Scrape marks or anything like that? Uh, investigation, sure. I would be investigating the sarcophagus for anything else as well. Investigation is eighteen. So. Uh, it, it appears to have, I mean, some scrapes and some scratches here and there. Um, it appears that it has been in this sarcophagus, sealed in this sarcophagus for quite some time. When you break the lid on the sarcophagus, that magical energy that was glowing outside of it does dissipate uh, and is removed. Uh, so you did break through that original seal. Um, and the magical energy... There's no magic energy currently coming off of this stone construct. It's your detect magic. It's still up. It's 
Just a big beast, it looks like. Actually, even if there was, I technically don't think like magic picks up on like golems and what. It's only schools of magic. Yeah. Very curious that this. It's just it's just laying there and not moving or sitting up or anything. Uh, they do not they do not trigger detect magic even if they are active. Uh, this one does not appear to be active. Does it have a coin? Does it have a coin slot that it looks like it could have three million pennies stuck into? It does not. Slot. <laughs> you wishing to take a ride on him? <laughs> <laughs> Carry me to the fountain. Very curious that in this mechanized portion of this temple. We have this object, and it doesn't seem to have any interaction with the the machine works. What would what would its purpose be? And it's it was magically sealed and and protected apparently from being opened and discovered. And yet here it lies with no effect. But be laying here wait and waiting for it to be remote to be activated I think we got lucky with it not being activated well, how big is it? 10 feet I'm gonna put it in my pocket no ma'am <laughs> I don't have I a just, bag of holding I just took it the bag of holding accidentally either. bag of holding no. has an opening what was that, Celise? I just hope we don't accidentally activate it as we're going around the temple doing other things and then it comes after us without us even realizing it was going to. Well, maybe we put the lid back on and, and, and tap it shut or, or you can wave your lock around and you know, seal it back up. That's how these things work, I'm sure. Oh, I figured the lid was busted on the floor. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I think we should leave before we encounter this thing waking up. Anyone on objection? Yeah, would it doesn't look like the icon would fit through that doorway, but but would the golem fit by eye? Yes. Uh, okay. Poorly drawn, poorly drawn map. Okay. All right, let's get out of here. I guess. Yep. Let's go. The water. To the fountain. To the fountain. Okay. Uh, you go up to the. Fa- I'm not gonna change maps unless you know spend a significant amount of time up there. But you head up to the next floor. Uh, you head into the fountain. What do you do once you get to the fountain? Luth dives in head first. <laughs> Luth, you dive in head first. Not quite as spry as you would hope you would be. Make an athletics check or an acrobatics check just to <laughs> see what happens when the old. See how embarrassing this will be. <laughs> tries to dive into the pool of water. You said acrobatics? Uh, acrobatic, yeah. Eight. Eight. An eight. It's more of a belly flop than it is a dive, but the same effect. Uh, I so even you... catch my foot on the edge and fall face first. <laughs> belly flop into so the pool. Great for RP. <laughs> you feel a rush of magical energy enter your body. Um, 
Your hair begins to oddly reverse age and grow back into your scalp and shorten light. It's like watching um, that scene in The Last Crusade. Benjamin Button. But in reverse. Reverse. uh, Oh, gross. You start reverse aging. um, Your skin begins to tighten around your jaw and your jawline becomes a hard, square jaw like it once was again. Uh, And you regain your 60 years. However, you do not feel any other magical healing or rest properties uh, imbued into your body. But you, you, you reverse age 60 years. My jaw is to the floor. That is unbelievable. I rush, I rush toward Luke in delight and then do that awkward, like, I'm going to give him a hug thing. And then I sort of remember, like, we're not really friends like that. And just do, I don't know what to do with my hands kind of things. And say, pat him on the shoulder and say, Leave, it's, it's so wonderful to see you restored to strength. You offer him the coronavirus elbow. <laughs> Good to be back. Definitely feel much myself now. While while Luth is doing while Luth is doing this, for the sake of our children, Glowin is gonna go go try to find that mural of people holding weapons. Yes, for all of us. I'll come with light, because I think you're lightless. Great, yes, that'd be great. I'm Uh, gonna study the crossbow for You don't need Sorry, one sex accent. I didn't hear what you said, but I will say you didn't you don't need light on this floor. It is all lit by torch. What did you say, Saxon? No, I was just going to let them resolve theirs and then say, I want to study this crossbow for a short rest. Yep, okay. So you two walk down uh, to the portrait, and the portrait has you holding the things that you are currently wielding, right? So, glowing, it looks like you're wielding a staff of some kind. Uh, Dolomite has, has hovering above his hand three little pebbles. Uh, Saxon is, is wielding a cane. Um, Celise is wheeling a staff. Um, Zephyr is wheeling a flail, which he currently has now. Um, and Luth, you're wielding a longsword and an axe, as you as you typically are. So, um, you appear to be wielding the weapons that you currently possess, minus Zephyr, who now possesses the weapon that she wields. Well, there we go. Can I ask a clarifying question about the flail. I was reading about it. Um, it says that on a critical hit, it grows an extra head. Yeah. Does that mean that like it only has magical properties if I hit a twenty with it? Uh, it's a, I believe it's a plus one flail. Grows an extra head when you crit up to an hour after combat. Yeah. I would assume it does D eight damage. Okay. Yeah. So it it doesn't do anything different. Yeah, so it's not a plus one weapon. It just grows those those items. Is it a D8 damage? Yeah. It's a D8, yeah. So you can do an additional D8 every time you crit? No, not when I crit. It would be on the next hit after the crit. Yeah. But would it be three D8s on that next attack because you have three heads? Um... For the no. sake of this, because I'm looking at your character sheet and I'm seeing no, this, this is terrible. No, it's a bonus. 
I'm going to I'm going to allow I'm gonna we're gonna modify the weapon to allow you to use your dexterity as an attack. Oh, thank you. <laughs> instead of your strength modifier. Uh, yeah, because that's what I kept one. saying, and you might not yeah. have been on all, all the group threads, but I was like, this is a bad weapon for me. Like, if I have to kill anything with this weapon, it's like me waving a noodle at them. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a negative one modifier to it. Well, especially because the bonus only happens after a crit, which how often exactly. do you right. And it doesn't stay. Like, it only right. works in that one battle. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I was so. like, I, I can't, unless there's something special that was going to happen... Beyond what the weapon says, it was not going to be, it wasn't going to do anything for us. I am going to modify the Hydra Flail. Okay, thanks. Good. To do that. Um... And we can probably do it on the on the break or something like that. We, we can. So for now, ju you'll just add, you'll just use your dex, which is a three. Um, you're still <laughs> not, uh, so yeah. 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 Plus three to hit and plus three on my damage. So it yeah, it's use, it uses your dex. Now your 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 dagger uses uh, gets, you get three plus your proficiency. Wait, why do you want? So what are you? Maybe I'm mistaken. Sorry. Your dex plus proficiency. I don't know that I'm proficient with the dagger. I think I just get the. No, oh, yeah, I do have a plus five on it, don't I? Yeah, so I must proficient. Yeah, your proficiency is two. Yeah, so so you get a so it's a plus five instead of a minus one. <laughs> so wait, um, you're gonna let me use it like a that's a big deal. So I'm going to let you use it as if it was a I a, a, a will call you magically proficient in this flail, this flail, right? Because of the storyline, um, yeah. that part of you attuning to this weapon is that you are attuned to this specific weapon. This weapon will use your dexterity modifier as an attack, and you will be proficient with it magic. So you're not proficient in flails, um, but you are proficient with this item. So it fits into the sword. So I will modify the weapon somehow, uh, but for now, if you just go into that, go into the thing, like if you click on it and click modify, if you need to attack with it prior to us being able to change it, just just know that you can. It's it's plus five and then it's 1d8 plus five instead of 1d8 minus one so it's a big swing <laughs> 1d8 1d8 yeah so what's the advantage of having a third fourth head plus uh, two it gets plus two for each attack up to plus six so oh. then it becomes 1d8 plus uh seven and then plus nine and then plus Etc. Et gotcha. Gotcha. Up to plus the likelihood six. Of getting more than a plus two is pretty low. Correct. Uh, but it's whenever you crit, right? And so, like, in the hands of a fighter who crits on a nineteen, things could, you know, get better with this item specifically, right? So, like, uh, but in this scenario, yeah, you you don't crit on a nineteen, you crit on a twenty, and so if you crit, then you get bonus. Anthony, can you let her borrow your dice for a, a session? <laughs> Christmas 20 dice hey guys those dice that I ordered like three months ago I'm gonna get the first set for Christmas next week oh, Ooh, nice. nice 
The others won't come till May, but We should still. post pictures in the Discord. I'd like to see them. Coming from Mars. Coming from Mars. They're mined from plutonium. All right. Um, sorry for that. So where were we? We were. You checked. You checked the portrait. You're identifying weapon. And so, okay. You, um, Saxon. And let me go to your. I'm gonna head to your character sheet. I'll add the weapon. I'll add the item to your character sheet. Um, okay. Grab some water real quick. I'll be right back. Uh, Right, so I added that. So you should refresh. You should see Orner's Venomous Crossbow in your inventory. Check it out. Anyone else have anything they need to investigate? Oh, yes. Um, can we take the key up to that behind the idol, behind the Hydra statue, and see if you can? Happens? As you take the key up behind the throne, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. As you take the key up behind the throne, you approach that door. The door melts away as if nothing was there. And at this point, yes, I will change. It. I will nice. Give you that. Huzzah! I'm so happy. Yeah. That was going to bother me forever. <clears throat> Go back. Hey, we found the elevator shaft. Yep. On the second floor, there was a little square there for it, too. Yeah. I was like, dang it! <laughs> so the wall melts away, revealing a 10 by 10 room behind it. Um, the door opens, and there are two buttons on a control panel in this room. One with an arrow pointing. Or, sorry. Two buttons. One with an arrow pointing down, one with an arrow pointing up. Ooh, ooh it's literally an elevator! <laughs> uh, before we yeah. press on, did was I able to investigate the mask or the gloves on my hands and the longbow? So you can only choose. You, you may only investigate one item during a short rest. Okay. So I think Zethafei had the bow. Did you want to investigate that? Saxon had the bow. Didn't he no, just... I had a different get a, bow. Hand get a hand crossbow. Saxon had something yeah. else from Warner. Yep. Oh my gosh. Sure, I sure I can investigate the other bow. And then I had the gloves on my hands. So, um... The dolomite, you... Uh, put them in your 
compared to cheap. The gloves that you're on your hands. Uh, the more you inspect them, the better they seem to fit you. Um, and you continue to inspect those gloves, um, and they mold and meld to your fingers and they fit like nothing you've ever felt before they fit so so well and if you look in your inventory i've added them to your character they are gloves of amphibious death of fay you inspect this bow longbow you're not really sure really what to do with it you've never really seen this use really efficient in this item uh, you don't magically attune to the item, uh, but it's nothing like the bow that Elinyar had that was broken as all get out. My favorite bow ever. The bow of five minute turns. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too fond of it, honestly. <laughs> it makes for a hard transition to a spellcaster who only hits sixty percent of the time. Yeah. Well we I was the spellcaster sitting there hitting way less than fifty percent of the time. <laughs> I feel your pain now. Uh this bow, uh, as you pull the strings even, like it is um really hard to pull you are unable to even pull the string back so you look at the arrows you hear dolomite's description of how to use this item you put an arrow on the string and you ah, it, it doesn't even the string doesn't even move so you can't even comprehend how someone would use this weapon but you study it and you learn about it and you now have a champion's great bow in your inventory Champions great bow. If, if you just look in your inventory, it's there. I put it there. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yep, just refresh your character sheet. Oh, now I have a blank item. Okay. You see it? Yep. Great. Let me. Yes, I need strength in order to be able to wield it. You can't again. even use it. Yeah, no, you can't even use it. <laughs> It is a ranged weapon. We do not have many strong characters. Aw, oh, man. Yeah, loot and sentry combined for a good force. But so, they're both either tanky. Friends, this, this bow will never be my weapon. <laughs> so anybody else is welcome to try it at any point. Um, Can we hold on to it? when we meet with Sentry again, wouldn't yeah. he use it? Sure, I'm happy to. I'm happy to keep it with my things. Yes. I don't know if Sentry's going to make it out of that. Yes, unless someone else has the strength to wield it, I certainly sure I do not. Indeed, I thought Luth couldn't do it, but now he's spry as a morning chicken. He looks as fit as a fiddle. You need both strength and dexterity for this. Oh, that's 
Um, You're a man of dexterous impositions, aren't you, Saxon? Maybe a few push-ups could lend towards the bow? Well, you know, yes, I was actually in a little bit of training with Luce there back at the camp, but it did, I, you know, it just didn't take very well. I just continue to be a little bit, uh, I, I am pretty nimble, but, you know, the, the, the brute force uh, is lacking, shall we say. Indeed, stronger minds. Yes, <laughs> Did you say you needed my strength? Yes, why don't Indeed. you take a look at that bow that Zetafe has. See if you can at least wield it. I'll take a look at the bow. So you're not attuned to it now. You wouldn't be able to use uh, it, right? Until... I don't know that it requires attunement. Oh, okay. Not necessarily magical. It's not require attunement. Less the least, but she seems to be more of the quick and nimble type. Luthius, your reinvigorated strength to try this bow. It is quite remarkable. I wish I was able to use it myself. I'll take a look at it. Can I wheel it? Uh, I will put it in your inventory. Oh, you take. So I'm going to remove it from the Zethpe. Just delete it from your inventory, and I'll add it to. Um... The loose inventory. You need a strength score of 13 or higher. Which he has. I am nowhere close. Yeah, I think my strength is 16. So it shouldn't be a problem. There you go. Dolomite, what do you have there? I see you're holding something. Yes, indeed. What? I was just saying, Luth, go ahead and refresh your character sheet. You see a champion's great belly in your inventory. So, I'm trying to understand how I'd know that these gloves are poison. Would I be able to know through arcana checks or just knowing magical or elemental effects? So, it's kind of weak. In five, in 5e, like the rules are, if you spend a short rest with an item... You get to know what it does. Um, okay. They balance that out by uh, cursed items don't come to light even with the identify spell. So, like, if an item is cursed and you attune to it, you just gotta suck it up and be cursed by the item. Um, Dang. So, like, it's kind of balanced, I guess. And the reason they do that is because you know you find magic items and you want to use them, and you don't have someone to identify them, then you're stuck. You know, it's not like Diablo three where you can teleport out and get Deckard Kane to to identify all your stuff for you. So, um, you spend a short rest, you identify the item, you know what it does, and if it requires attunement, you can then be attuned to it. Um, if it's a cursed item, you just get cursed by it. If it's not a cursed item, then you gain the benefits and you know what it, how the item works. So, well, when so you, just by spending the time with it, you can kind of flavor however you want. Okay. Well, when you are a druid, you know of people of your craft being able to crawl on walls like spiders and with no effect, don't you? Yeah, I've done it a few times. So in examining these gloves, it looks like I'm able to climb surfaces unlike I've ever been. And it seems like it's emitting some kind of toxin as well. I wonder if I could hold on to a foe and possibly poison him in due time. 
by excreting the the, the venom from my hands. I think if I'm in, in melee, I could grab a foe by the wrist or so and deal some damage. And I'm a man of poison, so this is right up my alley. Do you find yourself in melee? Have I seen you fighting in melee? I don't think so. I try to avoid it, but <laughs> it happens. Okay. Would anyone else be interested in such a thing? I think immediately of Luth or Salise. Salise <clears throat> is always punching at things and with her fists. Indeed. So, so you should. I mean, just to be clear, Dolomite, if people are bartering to take these from you, you should just read what the card says because. Salise's attacks are dexterous. Grappling is strength. Um, but just from a, a gaming party point of view, <laughs> just read what the card does. So, <laughs> so are these strength based? Is what you're saying? They're not strength based necessarily. Yeah. Well, they're just not useful at all if you're not in melee. Well, you can climb. Okay. They don't climbing doesn't the... cost you extra movement. You gain plus one to strength athletics checks made to grapple a creature. And so typically you, you climb fly. at half the speed that you walk. And so depending on the terrain, you would have to still make athletics checks to be able to climb said terrain. However, um, you would climb at the same speed that you walk. And so it doesn't give you the spider climb stick the walls ability, it just gives you the ability to climb better. Um, and then your, your your other thing is the grapple thing. So if you find yourself grappling in melee combat, then you get a little bonus. Wow, so these items aren't really at all for our party. <laughs> Listen, I learned a lot from the last campaign, and I want to give you guys magic items, but I don't want to break the game. So I'm giving you fun magic items that are magical, but are not earth-shattering, game-breaking, dangerous, extra attack <laughs> at level 2. Um, style broken, right? So I feel like these items are super well balanced. Yeah, um, but the monk should, could still use it because it gives her a plus one on strength, even though. Is your strength really that low? It's a negative one. Okay. Strength is really low. I'm sorry, so I was. Zero. <laughs> I was. Okay, so Luth is, needs both of these things, basically. <laughs> The bow, yeah, was, my not, my the bow was not designed for Luth, to be fair. Yeah. 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 You guys did lose a party member. Yeah. It puts yeah, me at plus say we one. Hold on to that for sentry. The parts. So that champion's bow, just again, in reading the card, um, it's a D10 instead of a D8 for damage, so it does more damage with your ranged attacks. You have to have a strength of 13 or more to wield it. Uh, and you can use a javelin as an arrow to do a little bit of extra damage. What? To, so, <laughs> oh, um, cool. The bow cool. has two strings on it, so you can notch a javelin into the second string and really and I launch could into it. So. Imbue that javelin with a returning weapon. <laughs> come back. Yes, yes, you can. But you have to be proficient in the bow, not the javelin. You have to be proficient with the bow, not the javelin. Proficient right? with the bow, yeah. Yeah. But it's just a martial weapon, so if you're proficient with martial weapons and you're proficient with the bow, um, it's a pretty cool weapon. 
Firearms are not martial weapons. It, it is a martial weapon. Firearms are. I'm I'm proficient in firearms. Not. No, it is not a firearm. I'm gonna keep these for now. But if anyone cares to use them, speak up. So, uh, for a point of order, the um, I'm trying to understand this weapon, the way that it's sitting in in Indy Beyond. It's showing up as a 1d8 plus 2. It should be a 1d10 plus 2. I don't know why it's a d8. It's a d10. I'll work on modifying the weapon. I just changed it, and I don't know why it's not changing to a 10. So it's a 1d10 plus 2. And then if you decide to use a javelin or a spear as an arrow when you shoot with it, it's a 1d10 plus 2 plus your strength modifier, which is 3. Gotcha. And then it crits on both 20s and 10, uh, 19s. It crits on a 19 or a 20. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Oh, shoot. Hmm. Yeah, yep. Luth, could... So would, with the Echo, could he be wearing the gloves at the same time and grapple somebody? And then switch places, yeah. So is a grapple considered a attack action, though? Grapple is an action, yeah. Uh, it is yeah. not an attack action, it's an action. So, yeah, I think I read through, after I was using him to kind of pick up and hold things, I read through the echo again. I think it literally can only be an attack action. I can't through, use it to manipulate him. things. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so I think, yeah, I would be able to do a ranged attack, potentially, and then also attack through my echo using some of my other uh, uh, so you could sh- shoot the bow with your echo, but then grapple with your with Luth. Not in the same turn. No, you, right. Yeah. What I would what I could do is I could shoot the bow from distance as myself, and then I could use my sword or battle axe to attack okay. through my echo. Because your fighter allows you to do that as a bonus. Correct. Okay. So yeah, I think um, Luth needs limited, both but... of these magical items because we—I mean, Sentry would be the the one that had the bow, but at this point, they're both strength based, and he's the bow is not strength based. The bow has a strength requirement, but is a dex based attack. Okay, strength requirement with dex base, but no one else has thirteen or higher in our party. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy to hold on to it and pepper it in as. Must. Luth, I believe these gloves would do better with you. Am I able to remove them? As you try to peel the gloves off of your skin, no, I'm just kidding. They come right <laughs> up and it's no problem. Uh, Luth, however, does have a magical item. I, I, this is your last. I don't know if you want to identify, if you want to spend time with that hood, um, if you want to attune to that, to that hood <clears throat> during this rest, or you just want to leave it alone. Um, Seth the, did tell you a little bit about it, um, but that's the only other magical item I believe the party has that has not been discussed. The serpent headdress? Yes. Can I can I sit with it and not take on its effects and know about it, or do I have to take on its effects? Uh, well, Seth filled us in. She told you that it could be cursed. Um, 
And again, sitting with an item does not reveal its cursed properties. You said curse twice. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, with my past experience around items <laughs> and uh, the fact that this might be cursed, I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I'm willing to to learn about this. If somebody else would like to take this on and uh, uh, put themselves on the line, as it were, they they can. But. Uh, Indeed, you know they say, "Curse me once, fool! On, shame on me." Yeah, Curse I'm. Me. I'm not about to be a fool again, personally. Luth, I no, added those amphibious. I added those gloves to your inventory, Luth. You refresh. You should have those. Okay. And then Dolomite, you can just delete them. Inventory. Can I actually put on my serpent headdress for the rest of this? Situation. You may take the time to put that on, yes. What was that, Saxon? Anything else on those items? Anything oh. else? No, well, I just mean, finish with those. I was going to share about the crossbow. Oh, yes, you didn't read that card. Yep. Uh, just the headdress. If anyone wants to do the headdress, just speak up before we move on. But go ahead for the crossbow. Yes, yes. I've spent some time studying this, and you wouldn't believe the malevolence that Owner has wrought into this thing. It has, if you can see, a dolomite, you'll be, you'll be quite compelled by this. It has these hmm. little tubules that travel around the, the, the shaft where you knock the arrow, and yeah, there's, there's a repository down the bottom of, of poison, uh, it appears. This, this, uh, this little thing could, it could poison a creature from range. I've never seen such a thing. Fascinating. I do love poison. Yes, I was just, you know, firing the arrows, and it was, you know, doing quite well, but there appears to be much more to it. Saxon, good on you. You are now a force to be reckoned with, with your wit and now poisonous ranged attacks. Yes, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, would love to continue using it, but uh, unless someone else, you know, has a need. Uh... I believe it's fitting for you. So I'll just... What's that? Just be careful where you get that poison. Yeah, I will read it actually because it's pretty interesting. Magic crossbow carries a small system of curious tubes and vessels, plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. Four charges, regains a 1d3 plus one charges. I do not have a d3, so I guess I'll be using a d6. Uh, you can expend one of the weapon's charges when you make an attack to coat the bolt with unique self-generating venom. If the attack hits, the target takes an extra 1d6 poison damage and must make DC 13 constitution save. On a failed save, the target is poisoned until the end of the turn. This is where it gets interesting. Well, it's already interesting. If you expend the crossbow's last charge, roll a d20. On a 1, the vessels attached to the crossbow shatter and spray poison in a 25-foot radius sphere. Oh my gosh! Characters 
within the sphere take 1d12 poison damage and must succeed on a DC 15 state constitution saving throw or be poisoned. When this happens, the crossbow ceases to be magical and loses all properties. Well, Saxon, if you get to that point, please be in communication with us. <laughs> <laughs> but I would be uh, happy to supply you with poison as I can conjure up myself. Yes, I, I I appreciate that. I don't understand, but it appears to be, you know, refilling itself uh, somehow, you know, each periodically, each sunset or something. Just regenerating in there. There must be some enzymes, they say, you know, causing it. I Fascinating. I would love to look at that thing. Yes, we should, we should, uh, you know, observe it very, very carefully. Maybe next time we rest. From your observation, would would you have you you never used it? So you have at least four uses. Would you say? Yet it appears so. I yes. All right. Do you well, use we'll... a crossbow? Uh, I can. I'm proficient. Yeah. It's a hand hand crossbow. Yeah. Um, and that should be adding. Um, yeah. Both damage. It's not adding the, the 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 bonuses in your. Yeah, I had to put the. I was trying to figure that out, so I ended up putting the plus one in each for um, it to take effect. Unless yeah, you want me so to take it out. I will work on editing that item and the flail, um, and the bow. I have to play with all three of those items, but they should. So for now, just leave your plus. Let's just leave what you did because. Okay. It should be a plus one, so you should be a plus six to hit, and you should be a one d six plus four damage. Right. Um, with this item, but um, yeah, um, I will work on modifying the item itself, so you don't have to adjust it. Okay. Because. Okay. I created these magic items. I don't know why they're not? I'll, I'll yeah. D and D Beyond's a little weird sometimes. Mm. I mean, D and D Beyond's amazing, and they should totally. <laughs> They should totally sponsor us. We don't owe them anything. They don't sponsor us. <laughs> they well, could be mention... amazing if they sponsored us. <laughs> I will mention, but uh, you know, of course, now I have I have uh, two weapons here. So if anyone would like to, you know, take a hand at, at learning a hand crossbow, uh, I have a spare here. I could show you the intricacies, and you know, if anyone would like to practice up in the free time. Or what have you? Oh. If anybody's proficient, I'm yeah, I'm offering it to you. But if not, you have to be specifically proficient in uh, hand crossbow. Yeah. Can you learn to be proficient in things that you're not? We'll table that discussion for another time. I feel like we're gonna lose followers if we don't, you know, take this elevator down. <laughs> That guy, I feel that like one guy in Switzerland is probably pretty upset us right now. That guy in Switzerland, he's out. Whoever he is. <laughs> we appreciate your patronage. Oh no, I just lost my audio. I can hear you. Do we want to, do we want to take a break? Take a five? Oh, yeah. They just came back. Yeah, so let's go ahead and take our break now, and then we'll hop in the elevator. Back recording. Cool. Uh, all right. 
So you guys uh, wave the key in front of the door behind the throne, and it disappears. And uh, you are presented with a 10 by 10 chamber uh, with two buttons. One that goes, one with an arrow up, and one with an arrow down. And that's where we left off. No. This looks like this looks like the dumb waiter back at the we had back at the manor. I, I mean, it's a little bit more sophisticated, but I think it's the same idea. You could transport something up or down with these buttons, but I've never seen some, you know, as heavy as a human being carried on these. Do you think it could work? Might we all fit in it? Might be a con- bit concerned. It would be a really tight fit, but I'll allow you all to fit in it. Yes, Dolomite, should you should you come separately, or <laughs> I, mean, I could wait yeah, and I... come second with you? <laughs> eh, I, I want have to uh, I have something up my sleeve. If the ground would give out, we would all feel light as a feather. Oh. But I don't have any concerns. Let's go! This is the mechanism to move through the temple, then let's advance, definitely. All the way down? I push all the buttons. (laughs) Well, there's only two. (laughs) (laughs) You're muted. Can we go up? There's an up button from here? There are two buttons. One points up, one points down. It's inside the chamber. It's in the shaft. Yeah. <clears throat> when we were outside this temple, did it have an up? Maybe the up is up. just used for when you're down. Because when you're down, you're down. And when you're up, you're up. And when you're only halfway down, you're neither up or down. <laughs> well, now we go down two levels? Let's do it. I push the down air with my umbrella. Right. So you're all in. Dolomite awkwardly reaches his umbrella up instead of his finger to press the down button. Can I ask what speed down about, travel? About 15 seconds later, uh, oh. the door opens in front of you. So it's slow. It's a slow elevator. Uh, and you are... Same dice. In a room you've never seen before. So, yeah, I guess we don't have 10 The door opens. Move you to the map. Ah! You can see everything! Don't look! Oh, no! I'm not on the page. <laughs> Why did it do that? Luckily, I was incredibly zoomed in, so all I saw were, like, five that really big the squares. worst! There's, there's things everywhere! <laughs> Alright. Bum, 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 bum. Now it's splash. Let me just grab so the, my uh, Discord so you're good. As the elevator door is stuck in front of us, can I, for RP's sake, continue on my rant about the dumbwaiter and I'll say, 
And yes, you, Flo, and you were asking about the crossbow and, and when I learned that, I believe. And yes, we used to use it for pheasant hunting back at the manor, if you would believe that. You know, it's a seasonal sport, but we would go out and, and you know, hunt the pheasants, and I got to be quite good aim and, you know, quite skilled as it, quite honestly. And, you know, sometimes we would invite up others and have a, have a day of it. Yes, it was quite... Quite invigorating. I mean, it's almost as invigorating as exploring this temple. I mean, we have we have discovered such magical secrets that I never could have imagined. We're in, in such an ancient place as this, and yet here we are, and we've we've stopped axes and and you, you know, with the blue flame, dolomite, and so it's not burning the carpet, and so on and so forth. You know, we've. And such a and, and Luther has his entire strength restored. I mean, it's quite marvelled that we've discovered these secrets, and here we are with the elevator stuck. But I trust we will get out eventually, and blah 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 blah. blah. But I was hoping to use an it's inspiring, inspiring leader. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the cast I, time on that? If we don't get an inspiring <laughs> leader out of that, <laughs> it's a ten minute. You're... Ten minute. That would have to happen pre-elevator. <laughs> He starts talking prior to talking entering the that. elevator. Yeah. Elevator door opens. Up. Everyone gets in. He's still talking. Elevator goes down. <laughs> elevator door opens. He's still talking. Meanwhile, so basically, basically anyone who lost hit points can restore back their seven temporaries. So everyone has seven temporary hit points, uh, yeah. but you don't. You don't. You don't get. They don't stack, so they replace your right. current temporary hit maximum of seven. Yeah. All right. So while uh, Saxon is doing this, I pack my pipe and lean over to Glow and say, "Here we go again." My friend is long-winded, but he means well. All right. So the del- so you yeah, tune him out. <laughs> <laughs> so you get in the elevator. You press the down button. The elevator traverses down, and the door opens, and. Saxon finishes talking, and the most striking feature of this room that you're presented with is some form of control panel in front of you. Um, This, whatever you thought this temple was, Zethafei, it's not. Um, Your entire life is a lie. If it wasn't obvious before that this was not something ancient and mystical, it is very obvious now. This seems, even to you, Dolomite, far more advanced than anything your science has ever led you to believe possible. Oh, wow. Um, The disappearing doors with key is like, you know, Arcana, sure, whatever. You get here, and this door opens, and this control panel, I mean, it's Star Trek levels of complexity, like buttons and lights and screens. Like, it's, it, this room is intense. Could we tell how many, how much elevation we went down? Maybe, like, is there a pause between floors, or? Uh, there's not. You were, you were lowering for a while. Uh, you're not really sure. There's not, like, identifying markers. If we push the down arrow, does the elevator engage again? 
Do you press the down arrow? I would discuss it with the, everyone. Do you believe we are at the ground level? Should we push the down arrow to see? Since we have the map etched in our brains, I feel like if we start exploring, we'll know where we are. Okay, let's go. Do it. So we step out of the elevator. Zethefe, this is technology I've never encountered or even seen. I am drooling at the, the innovations that are among us. Are you sure your people had no idea of what this hell? Did they choose to, s to live a simpler life? Because this is intelligence of before I've, uh, that I've never seen. Maybe when my people first came here, they explored the temple and knew of this, but I never knew. Viathe may have known a little bit, but I don't think she knew how to work anything like this. This just seems beyond anything my people would even be able to guess at how it works or what it does. Certainly has more controls than the dumbwaiter. Uh, yes. In addition, in front of the two doors, the two doors to the east and west, there seems to be some form of barricades that have been placed in front of those doors uh, from your side. So it looked like they were barricading something from entering this room. Um, Steel rods are wedged between bars. Uh, there's a hole cut into the tiles on the floor that these things are wedged into. Uh, all of this can be easily removed from where you are, but it looks like they were wedging and blocking something from coming into this room. So, like, whatever this room is, it was blocking something from coming. So we're currently protected from something. You're in here, yeah. You're, you're, in, you're within the area that's been large. That is a bit concerning. It's reinforcing something that was trying to get into this room. Reinforced against it. Can we hear anything? Other... It's open. Can we see into the area? Oh, it's a door. Um, oh. I was trying. I was trying to reveal more, but like it's just, it's just a door. Um. Wait, I thought that's where the barricades were. This is where the barricades are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a door and a barricade. A door and a barricade, yeah. So, like, these doors are barred and barricaded. Like, you know, the whole door under the chair, under the door handle situation. So like, we can't even get to the door currently. You can move the items. You, you, you can them. easily move things out of the way. It would take you no time at all to move these things out of the way and attempt to open this door. But I just this want you to know wall. that this door, all of this is part of the control panel that you see down here don't mind. Uh, but th this door specifically has been like purposely blocked from this side yeah. alright I think we better stay together here so is this a control panel and then a wall in front of us there's no there's nowhere else to traverse this room other than the two doors hey glowing glowing there must be something in there that is dangerous or can you hear anything 
from the inside. Uh, Glow and Esper, what what the sound is? Um, that 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 sound of that energy hum, uh, the same energy hum you've heard prior. It's just louder. Not not loud. That's annoying, but just it's more distinct and it's louder. The lower you go, the louder. Are you curious, Glowin? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is where we have to go, right? Does this control panel look like something we can read or figure out? Hmm. Let me see. If not, we're doing these doors. I do think they would keep a Hydra amongst the technology. I sort out any the... kind of logic with the controls and buttons and labeling. I do think we're on the third floor based on the map. Anyone, so like, anyone who'd like to explore the control panel may make an intelligence check. Arcana, specifically. Saxon, would you aid me? I'm trying to figure out what this is. Yes, it's so bright. Too. Got a 14. Yeah. And I would, he would have said, I would have said, um, serpent, not hot. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, what is it? Investigation? Arcana. I think he told us it was a Hydra above. 18. What do you want? Arcana? Arcana. Oh, sorry. Arcana. Uh, still 18. 8. Okay, so Glowen was 14. Nolan was 8. And Saxon gets an immense amount of clarity around this control panel and he's like oh wait a minute well if this means this then this could mean this and this would mean this and this ties to this and you guys it's it's so simple yes this it's button, all coming together this button opens the doors on the other floor that were sealed magically and if you press this button it overrides all of those magical control points. And then this button operates these dumbwaiters behind us. This button this button seems to eliminate some sort of deadly something that is emitted in the shaft of the well. This button seems to control a robot or construct of some sort on the other floor. Um, this button seems to raise and lower the altar of weapons. Uh, uh, this button is the one that'll that'll turn on and turn off all of those mysterious uh, dimension doors on the cubbies that we found the, the shrine in. This button looks like it's going to turn off the blade trap. This button looks like it's going to do something with uh, vats in the basement of some kind of fluid or something. Uh, and if I'm reading this correctly, this cipher seems really complex, but it seems like if I, if I spend this, no, I don't think I can figure this cipher out, but there, there's some form of combination of buttons that would initiate some form of self-destruct mechanism. Mm. And that's where you're, you're stumped there. You don't know. You, you would have no idea what the combination of buttons is to initiate that. But you seem to know all of this other thing. 
This is unbelievable. I feel like I've had some sort of out of body experience grasping all this <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> One good roll will do that to you. What you've gleaned from being in my friendship, we've both gleaned from each other. I'm sh- I indeed understand. Yes. I feel like. So there's poison in the well. I'm glad you didn't turn it into a dolphin and go down there. <laughs> it's the well. So at least you said the basement. Does anyone feel to? like the basement is where we should be going? I feel as though the the people that we're chasing the the mechanisms of this temple. It's meaning and it's purpose. It seems like more is revealed the further down we go, and it seems to me that that's where we go. And now Saxon talks about that. I, I almost feel like we should push this button to turn it off before we even get there, whatever it is. Although I guess he described a button for turning on a construct, and maybe that would have activated that Goliath unit upstairs, and maybe that would have been worse. But it seems like down is down is where we should be driving. Based on the map, I do suspect that the elevator stops at the fourth floor, and the basement is the fifth. So, we're on the third. Do you think we should skip exploring this one and go straight to the fourth floor? Are are we not under some time constraint. I am sure that there's much to explore here, but we were ultimately chasing someone. What what about you know, we have limited knowledge. Obviously we've just gained quite a bit. But my gravest concern would be that an enemy could gain this room and use these forces against us. The power from this control panel just seems immense, beyond imagination of, of what could be done within this, the floors of this mm. temple. What about if, would it be worth traversing down, traversing down a few more floors to gain the lay of the land, and yet one or two of us could hold this control room secure and then the remainder could travel back and we could have some strategy on what buttons could improve our position or, you know, be used against our enemies. Well, Sexton, of course you should open that door we were trying to open on the second floor. But uh, maybe I could sabotage it or investigate a way to disable these wires. Which, which door? Because I think you opened the door on the second floor. The one, uh, the bra- the oh, brazers? Right. The yeah, the brazier yeah. door was open. Mm-hmm. Were there any okay. buttons that Saxon noticed? You mentioned a lot of things from the second floor. Were there, uh, like more buttons that he just didn't know what they did because we hadn't experienced it yet? Like, what percentage of things? Most were on the second floor. Um, okay. the fluids, you don't really understand what they do, but it seems to be some form of fluid in bats in the second in the next floor. <clears throat> but most of everything else was on the second floor. Neutralizing good or bad would be 
advantageous to us since we have no idea what we're going to face. But if it's acid, neutral is good. If it's honey, neutral isn't necessarily bad. We should just neutralize it and go south. Something. What about trying something as simple as depressing the button to close the door on the second floor? You know, we could we could test our theory or at least experiment, make sure pressing that button closes the door. That would prevent. I don't know if there are any further enemies who could follow us into this temple, but that could prevent those enemies from reaching past the second floor down. We could even, you know, if we wanted extra security, we could even activate the construct on the second floor. If anyone else came into the temple and made it down to the second floor, they would have a locked door and a construct to face. Would that benefit us? Agreed, we just mustn't forget before we visit the second floor. But I think we've finished up everything from there, right? That we hadn't left any any clues un, undiscovered? I agree. How do you feel, Luth? Um, Celise playing as Lowen. Celise. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the rest I was of the trying, group. I'm summarizing for Luth what was the question to him. How do you feel about deactivating the door and activating the construct and then going south. It seems, it seems as good a plan as any. It seems smart to verify that the controls actually do what we believe they do. Glowin, are you going to want to look inside that room before we traverse south? Guys, what if the temple is a spaceship? It totally is. It's what a beacon you, into another should, world. <laughs> I'm looking at the basement and thinking that the basement does not look like the final d- d- location, or the the bottom floor doesn't look like like the ultimate location we'd go to. It looks more like a basement that powers or supports somehow the fourth floor as like the main floor. Looks like engines. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought it looked like fans or something that spins or something. Yeah. Yep. Do you think we're on the third floor? In the middle? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I guess in answer to that question, Glowin's opinion is, I don't understand why we're not exploring at all. I'm not sure about a time crunch. We know there's a very dangerous enemy somewhere in this. I guess if we feel like there's a time issue, then we should find him as quickly as possible, but it doesn't seem like we've been hurrying our way through here so far. And who knows what he's doing? He's in here somewhere. I don't see another exit. So if we want to race through and find him, that's one strategy. I don't. I certainly don't want to play um, security guard to the control box. Well, it's taken so much time to discover these secrets. So should we drain the vats then to neutralize a positive or a possible uh, negative effect or positive? Either way, we're at advantage. I feel like we're surmising a, a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what's happening? Yeah, there's something below that it drains a vat. A we don't know that, what it means. Um, it doesn't drain. It refreshes fluids oh, in some kind of vat on the next level. 
that you don't it, really it refreshes. Know. On the next level or on the bottom level? On the next level. Oh. Huh. It refreshes. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like we're making a lot of assumptions about a lot of things. Yeah. You're right. So Saxon will reach up and push the button for the sorry. Push the button for the door on the second floor. When you do that, you um it's a weird experience. You press the button and um, in your mind you can all of a sudden see clearly that room where that door was and you see the door close and then you whoosh, blink and you're back to where you were before. Uh, are, you, are you okay? Uh, I believe I believe I could sense the door closing through the connection to this panel. Let Okay, so then I'll press the same door button again. Let me try it again. You press the door button again, and you're, again, your mind is, is teleported briefly to the room where the door is. And you see from a third-person perspective, you see that door in the room, and you see it open this time instead of close. And then, ah, oh, kind of shocked back into your own vision. Yes. Yes, this is remarkable. I, We may be able to gain more information on, on what is below us by using these buttons, even if we press one on and then press it back off afterwards, we could, I may be able to get a sense of what it controls. Ooh, push the next one. Let's find out. So I'll push the one for the con, uh, no. I'll push the one for the door again to close it. I want to make sure it's closed. Again, your mind is teleported back to that room. You see a third person view of that door. Door closes okay. and then you teleport it back. Okay, so then I push the one for the construct. Uh, as you do, you're teleported to the chamber where the um, sarcophagus was, and all of a sudden that uh, stone golem rises from the sarcophagus, stands, and starts to walk around. He walks out of that room and starts pacing back and forth down. The I push the button right away. And Wait, he's <laughs> teleported back? He's, he's, he's physically the there, mental. but his okay. mental his mental image is there. Uh, you press the button, uh, so so you see it rise up. And yeah, you I come see out him and start, start to, to walk, leave that, and room. then you're back to the room, and then you quickly press the button again, and you're teleported back to his vision, and you see him collapse onto the ground again. <laughs> uh, okay. You're, you're oh, oh that one that one got me there. Yes. Are you okay, Saxon? Definitely okay? controls the that stone creature you guys <laughs> were insistent on. Opening up, yes, he he came to life momentarily. I I pushed him, I shut him back down again. He's back, he's back laying down again. This is. Why we turn, I thought we were turning him on. He's our security. I well, I, I got concerned. I got concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I flinched. Saxon, the vats. Can you gain any knowledge from that? Oh jeez. All right, so so we have the door, the construct, the vats, and were there others? I'm, I've elected to write the, them down right away. Yeah, the um, I have a list. There were, there were, there were the dumbwaiters. Uh, okay. There were the magical doors. There's the um, whatever the poison was inside the well of uh, the well um, chamber that kind of goes down like that. There's like a chamber that goes down. Um, the construct. 
the altar, the cubbies where you found the altar or where you found the idol, uh, the blade, the blade swinging blade trap, uh, the fluid in the in the vats, and then you can't figure out the self destruct sequence, but you 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 have determined that there there is one, but you don't know anything how to turn it off. Okay, how about? I'd, I'd like to try this one and, and see if it is what we think it is. This one with the altar. Let, let's see if that's the altar with the flail or if that's the altar where Luth found those vestments. Uh, press the altar button. Uh, it's the altar with the flail. You're teleported to the altar where the flail and the, the flail is missing, the axe is missing, uh, and the altar slowly lowers itself into the floor. Yes, yes, the altar went back into the floor, just as we found it initially. Hmm. What, what next should we uh, look at? Seems like we could deactivate the dumbwaiter and explore this floor, or we could go south and see what else is around us. Do you want to explore the vats? Could you activate and deactivate? Just as you've done before? Uh, yes, yes, you're, you're quite captivated by these vats. I think just for the sake of uh, satisfying your curiosity so we don't have to keep speaking of it, I will push the vat button. <laughs> I'm curious about all the unknown. You know this. So if you shut Dolomite up, press the button, and your mind is teleported, and you see um, a cylindrical sarcophagi multiple of them actually um, throughout throughout this wall um, they, they're made of semi-opaque glass sitting on steel bases each of the vat contains what appears to be some form of humanoid creature who looks um, looks like they're deceased uh, they're, not, they're not moving, they're not doing anything um, but the vat has a, some form of fluid in it and when you press that button, the fluid starts to drain from the base and refill from the top, kind of refreshes whatever fluid was in this vat. Um, as you look at the creatures inside the vat, some are, um, some of, there's a line of them. Some are like in an embryonic state. They're very young, they're very small. Uh, and some are, some are very, uh, uh, some are very matured. Uh, so they, they, they get older, like some of the vats have, you know, embryos, some of that has young creatures in them, some have more adult-looking creatures in them. Humanoid? And some of them have, like, mutated creatures. Just like the scene from The Matrix, when you go back to see all the people yeah, waiting. Yeah, actually it is, very similar to that Matrix battery scene, um, except some of those batteries have, like, mutated features on them. Like, not all of them, but some of them have, like, a third eye or an extra arm. But they're humanoid? They are humanoid, yeah. Totally a spaceship. They were abducted. This was a horrifying breeding zone. <laughs> so when you press that button, basically the fluids drain out of the base and refill from the top. And so they're like, it's kind of flushing and replenishing whatever fluid is in all of the vats at once. How many vats? So in his, vision, in his vision, he saw 10, uh, but there could be more or there could be... Well, there can't be less, but there could be more. 
Okay. There's some sort of hideous experimentation going on here. What did you see? Uh, make yeah, a did... um, make a perception check. Sec. Okay. That's okay. Do you remember hatching? <laughs> nineteen. What? Nice. A 19. All of the creatures are strikingly the same. Um, they appear to be clones of some kind. Some are mutated clones, so like the ones with an extra eye would be an exact clone, except there's an extra eye. Or an exact clone, except an extra arm. Um, but they all appear to be exactly the same, just in different stages of growth. We saw a mural of this. Did we? It did. Uh, and they are all male. So many uh, depictions. A hundred children where they all look the same except for one. The child with the black, glowing black eyes. No, but that's that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing I'm seeing these canisters of some variety and and, and there's creatures inside. They almost look human. But they're they they're unmoving. They're asleep or or uh, not alive or something, but they look similar, but then some are off. They're just off. And then some are old and some are young, but they... Oh, it's horrifying. I don't understand. Do they move when he drains their fluid? They don't move. They flop like dead fish. Ugh. Okay, there's something here about... The way the village treats the men, the male child with the black eyes, and clones with mutations attempting to achieve some something. But I, I think that there's some experimentation going on here where they are trying to achieve this black eyed child, perhaps. Perhaps this is character is the key to something, whatever this. Temple. It's the black eyed piece. Fergie <laughs> is the com is, is, is the combination lock the world. Whatever the purpose of the, the temple is. Who is the they? The only one ever allowed in here was Viathe? Does it look um or Texan? Does it does it look as if they've been examined, removed, or anything done with them recently? You can't I mean, like, tell from the from the vision that you had. You can't tell that, Saxon. Yes, I, I don't know. The only thing that seemed to be changing was the f whatever this liquid in the tanks was drained out somewhere. I don't even know where. And then it filled up again from the top, and the things were just just you know kind of flopping around. Oh oh oh! This must be stopped. We we must put an end to this. Miserable treachery. I don't know. Self-destruct button. Maybe, maybe we just end it all right now. It's not a button. It's a combination of buttons that you don't understand. Yeah, that's that's what that's for. <laughs> Either, either we get back in this elevator and go to the fourth floor, or I'm going to start moving furniture away from one of these doors. Why would you do that? I don't understand. None of the controls appear to control anything on their current level, correct? That is correct. 
All right, and Glowin I'm, wants I know Luth isn't here, but I'm feeling like Luth would side with um, Glowin at this at this juncture. He Glowin wants to, wants take to move forward. So let's proceed. Yeah. All right, what, so what, is, what is what are you suggesting? Aren't we here to explore this? Deathpay, aren't you curious to know what this is all about? Curious. It's not quite. <laughs> I can at this juncture, but. My people are dying outside, or have been slaughtered. It has something to do with this temple and the evil people who have come here. You must find out why, why all this is happening and what it has to do with us. Yes. Uh, I am afraid that if we skip over everything that is here, we will miss something that is vital to our success at a later floor. Yes, but this room has been secured against some enemy you know we, we we would be opening this room up for anyone to walk in if we were to remove these but we know blocking. that our enemies have the key the same key that led us right to this space does it look like anybody has been here recently uh define here this room control panel you're very quiet mary Beth. are you in your cover or something? I, I don't know. Sometimes that happens. No, she sounds, it's better. She sounds fine to me. I sometimes I think the blankets cover the microphone a little bit. Gotcha. A survival check will tell you that. <laughs> Can I assist? I, I do. Describe how you would assist. I look at the door that was blockaded to see if there was any kind of things left behind or any kind of things left on the control panel. Sure. So you get advantage. Hey, natural 20 on the second. Hey, oh, it's worth it. All right. So the two of you spent some time investigating this room, and it appears that no one has been specifically in this room, but the elevator has been used. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, Theo came in, knew right where to go, somehow. You're saying you've never met him before. Somehow he knew to get in the elevator. He obviously didn't do anything in the second floor, because we found it unaffected. And he skipped right down to wherever he wants to be. Yes, but isn't that where we're trying to go? Why would we open up this room of power to any, any knave who wants to walk in? Sure. Then we go down down the floor. I, I said I'd do either one. Okay. So I would like to, Saxon would like to leave the control panel with the the second floor door closed, the construct turned on, the altar down, and the swinging blades swinging. Well, two of the three swinging blades. Are two of the three. Right, right, right. <clears throat> the altar is down, the door is closed, and the yeah. construct is pacing the halls. Okay. I'm going to leave a stone of magical tinkering with a six-second message saying in an authoritative tone, This floor is deactivated. Please do not touch the control panel, for it may self-destruct. For anyone who comes in proximity of it. Alongside effect blast. 
Oh, I don't know. I think it's 10 minutes. If I remember correctly. Okay. You can check on the timing on that. Well, you move forward. Okay. Well, I believe there's as much protection above us as, as can be. It just says until I use, I have three slots until I use, okay. until like it's bumped out. Okay. Possible these people, these enemies who have come here, are from the the group of people that originally built the temple, and that's why they know how it works and where they're going. That is a frightening thought indeed. We're out of our depth and trying to learn all this as we go. We're going back in the elevator to the fourth floor. Down we go. Right, so I have now addressed the issue of not being able to see the whole map. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so you go in, back into the elevator and you press the down arrow again. <clears throat> now, this is a round room, so it's going to be really stupid to reveal. Um, Polygon. Polygon reveal. Give me a moment. <laughs> Epic <Epidemic> 10,000 <laughs> times. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> Don't mess up. Does the elevator only open to the front side? Definitely in the third, third to last, the second to last room. So I'm gonna say that if you ever have the option to purchase something in Roll Twenty with dynamic lighting enabled, worth it. Um, copy <laughs> paste uh, characters. How do you use it? I don't use dynamic lighting because it takes hours to write a map have dynamic lighting enabled but if you purchase yeah. stuff um then with dynamic lighting pre-enabled on it like it's enabled app and it works it just works it's amazing <clears throat> yeah okay the doorways are the most annoying thing for me because i had so, to all the blocks tell you what you see the door opens to the elevator area looks similar to other areas um, that you've seen before. The ceilings here, however, are 50 feet high. Um, the blue light that is in place that's kind of glowing around doesn't extend all the way to the ceiling. So it kind of appears that when you stare up to the ceilings, they're like, they go into the infinite. Um, the well shaft cuts through the center of this room. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. The well shaft still cuts through the center of the room, so you can't access the well from here. It's just a continual cylinder down. Um, 
at the south end of this room, uh, because everything is lit, you see another control panel that looks very similar to the one you just saw uh, at the floor above you. Uh, there are eight pillars in this room, spread evenly around the shaft. Each pillar is about 15 feet high, however. They don't extend all the way to the ceiling. As you enter this room, a humanoid creature is here at the console. He looks up and sees you. He does not seem surprised by your presence. He calmly approaches the elevator and says, Greetings. My name is 66. As you look at him, you see a... Luth would be very familiar with this. Approximately 70-ish year old man. He's very familiar with old age these days, so he's got it right on the head. Um, he has kinky gray hair and a wild beard. Very unkempt. He has very dark skin. Um, he's wearing an old, tattered robe. They're blue in color. Um, his arm, he looks like he's favoring his arm as he walks towards you. Um, and he says, greetings. My name is 66. I'm not surprised by your presence here. I assume you are in pursuit of the vile fiend that has come before you. Vile fiend? Yes. Wait, what did he say? What was that sentence? I assume you are in pursuit of the vile fiend that has come before you. Did he give you much trouble? He did indeed. He caused a wound to my arm and he kind of shows you a gaping wound in his shoulder. It appears to be a claw mark of sorts. And he kind of smiles slyly at you and says, but I gave him a little bit back. And you see he's holding a strange object. Metagaming style, it looks pretty much like what a stormtrooper would be carrying. <laughs> Some form of blast rifle. Uh, none of you have ever seen an object in this regard or anything like this before in your character. Uh, but just so you can picture it, it looks like a laser gun. I'm proficient in firearms. If I would recognize it. You would recognize it as an extremely advanced version of any type of firearm you've ever seen in your life. What did the fiend look like? Oh. He speaks very slowly and calmly. The fiend. He was a Danavara Katai. One of the what? great Danavara Katais. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, I see your wound. They resemble. Sorry, he's still speaking. Okay. They resemble what you may think of as a Rakshasa, but they are much more potent and much more. How shall I say? Titan-esque. You see, and he's going to diatribe here. Um, he's going to speak until you tell him to shut up. So if you'd like me to continue with this diatribe, I, I, I will. We have the spelling of that 
multi-syllable phrase. Yeah, D-A-N-A-A-V-R-A-K-T-I. Danavrakate. Where is he now? Uh, oh, he... I scared him off as he entered this area of the temple. He's gone around the corner to the elevator shaft uh, on the back end of the, the room here. I... Is there another exit from this floor? There is. is... What he wants? What was that? It. Where is the other exit? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, your story, but bye. <laughs> it's around the corner here. Um, I trust that if you are in pursuit of him, I will give you a head start. But he cannot be allowed to exit the temple. Unfortunately. I must take precautions that would prevent him or anyone who is in this temple from leaving once they've obtained what I believe he is after. If you choose to pursue him, know that I have activated a self-destruct mechanism in this temple. You only have but 15 minutes. Until the temple is no more. Sorry, what was your you can question? stop that, right? I cannot. Well, how are we to dispose of him in 15 minutes? Terrible news! What do you believe he's in search of? <sighs> he is in search of power, my dear. You see, nearly. Oh, good heavens! Fifteen hundred. Is the clock ticking now? I mean, what are we doing talking to this gentleman when there's fifty? We must get we're out of this temple. What's our head start? Give us our head start. Through that door to the east, you may go. He points go. to this. Inside check. Door. Go, go, go. Wait, are we are we going or are we getting out of here? We can we can go straight up and run out in fifteen minutes. Won't we if we go up, won't we meet him up? I regret to inform you. Oh, <laughs> inside check on that 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 head start. So go ahead and roll your um, inside check. I regret to inform you that if you try to leave not only will the temple be destroyed in fifteen minutes, but everything in a 10-mile radius of the temple will be destroyed what? in the next 15 What is minutes. your purpose? Are you owner? Are you the cousin of owner? I do not understand I, your purposes here. I was sucks, trying to calm, tell calm you who I was and why I... But you have cut me off and you will not let me speak and I will tell you that if you want to stop this man, go that way. And he points again to the door. And you believe that he is telling the truth, Celise. With all of your heart and mind and soul, you believe that that man has gone through that door. 
to what end? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Let's go. No, up the up the up the escalator. We must get out of here immediately. DM, I no, feel no, like... no. If we go up the escalator, it will self-destruct. In ten miles, we can make that in fifteen. We might as well finish the job. We got must move somewhere. Good heavens! I, I want to ask sixty-six. Could we deactivate your self-destruct with the circuitry above? I'm sorry, but the sequence cannot be disrupted. You're going to be destroyed, right? You're going to. Well, die? he's already old. He's lived his entire life. We have our lives in front of us. Luth is moving. Yes, I'm moving with the Luth. truth to that statement, okay, young man. You would know all too well that I indeed. And he trails off as you run out of the room. Wait, to the. <laughs> I'm he old. said to the east. Uh, I, he said to the east. I pointed, sorry, to the west. DM, a question, no. just to yes. clarify what he yep. was saying. Yep. So, something about if we go up, it'll self destruct and extra distance. If in 15 minutes, it'll self destruct, but something about a head start, even though we're chasing him. Yeah, and then and then what? No, he said he said in fifteen minutes this place is gone. And what is this door leading to? What did he tell us? Certain death. This is the way that the guy went. If you want to chase him, this is where he went. But where's the head start? It sounded like he was trying to sneak us through to cut him off. That's not what's happening. No, that that's not what's happening. I I had a whole page of diatribe that I had. I had planned on reading well, who's that, got time for that if you don't have time for that's well, fine you have 15 minutes and so what's going and to if, happen and if we kill him the 15 minutes everything will still blow up in 15 minutes right that doesn't stop it um he he said if you can't stop him Okay. If you cannot stop him, I have no choice but destroy the temple and the island. You have 15 minutes before the island is destroyed. He misunderstood. When I said, can you stop it, he assumed that I wasn't going to go, we weren't going to go take care of him. And that's why he said that he can't stop. There is a chance that everything will not blow up in 15 minutes if we go up 15 minutes. That's the head start. I'm giving you 15 minutes to kill this guy. To catch him. I see. I see. Correct. Okay. Off I go. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm sorry, Luke deduced that a while ago. I guess I should have spoken up and clarified for the team. (laughs) Okay, so it's 11.28. Here's what's going to happen. When we come back at the next session, we are going to start the session with a real-life 15-minute timer. You're going to have 15 real-life minutes to pursue the den of Barakatai, find him, and then once you initiate combat with him, obviously we move into six second rounds, and six second rounds do not emphasize real life timeline. Um, So you need to get your plan in order and your story straight. You will have 15 real life minutes to make your way through the hallways of whatever lies before you in pursuit of the beast and they are real life minutes we will try and roll as fast as we can and acknowledge as fast as we can if there are questions or if there are rules clarifications that need to be made we'll pause the timer and we'll discuss those things but for the most part it's going to be 15 minutes of real life time for you to figure out and pursue your foe from this room so we think he said 
behind mm-hmm. the elevator shaft. Is that what you're saying, Jeremy? I was going to say, we think, or we believe he's on this level. Uh, he went through this way, is what he said. You don't know where he is on this level. He said he went this way. Oh, I thought he said behind the... Did I make that up? Okay. I don't remember hearing that. I don't know. So is anyone not able to play next, tw- uh, the 28th? We're good. All right, I'm going to shut down the recording, and we can have that discussion now. Sorry. Uh,